Hello, you're listening to the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo and you can find us online at writerscentre.com.au. We're Australia's leading writing centre and you'll find a wealth of resources on our website and blog, including interviews with authors, writing tips and valuable ideas on how to get published and write with confidence. Whether you're interested in writing a novel, short story or articles for magazines, you'll find information and courses to help you get there. Or if you want to hone your business writing skills, we can help you too. Our presenters are the best in the industry. Our team is passionate about all things writing and in these podcasts, we'll be talking to best-selling authors on their craft. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Danielle from the Australian Writers' Centre. I'm here at the Sydney Writers' Festival about to chat to Italian author and essayist Diego Morani. Hi, Diego. Hello. Um, first of all, tell us about your latest book in English, uh, The Last of the Vostiaks. Well, it is the story of a man who is the last speaker of a disappeared language. And uh, he becomes the bone of contention between two persons, a teacher from Finland that wants to destroy any tracks of this man and a professor from Russia who wants to save him because his language is the missing link between the Finnish language and the North American uh, Indians language. Well, all this looks, sounds very linguistic and intellectual, but actually it is the adventure of a lonely man and his fight to survive and to preserve his heritage and his culture. How did you come across this story? Where did the idea come from? Well, the idea, uh, I had this idea because I always wonder about language and identity. In Europe, uh, above all, we are shaped by our language. If you think about it, also our face is shaped by uh, the muscles we move to pronounce the sounds of our language. And so... uh, I'm exploring this topic. Do we need uh, just one language to be ourselves? Can we have an identity despite our language? Can we change of language? Can we become someone else speaking a different language? All this is, uh, well, a matter of exploration and uh, inquiry for me. I don't have answers. Uh, (laughs) I ask questions. Uh, So has... Has fiction become a way for you to attempt to answer those questions? Well, no, I don't pretend I have answers. Uh, To me, it is just wondering, uh, exploring. Uh, I live in Europe. I have been learning different languages in my life. I work for the European Union. And so my big wonder is, what is Europe? What is a European? Does such a thing exist Can we build a European? Or is he already there, the true European, and we just don't recognize him? Right, yeah. Um, So The Last of the Vostiaks is your second book to be translated to English. The first one was New Finnish Grammar. What's that translation process like as an author? Well, uh, I have a profound respect for the work of the translators, uh, first of all because I know what it is. Uh, It is a creative process. It is not just transposing words from one language into another. It is really creating a new universe where a story fits into a different culture. 
So I have absolutely no problem with my translators and my translations. I never uh, impose myself or ask for things to be done in one way or another. I put myself at the disposal of my translators to give them any information they want in order to have a clear idea of what I meant. Then the translation is their job. Um, so I guess it's in a way similar to handing a manuscript over to an editor and, and trusting them. Yes, yes, it is like that. Yes, yeah. because, well, the translated work does not belong to you completely anymore. It is your book, but into another language, it is also the work of the translator. Without him, I could not be read and understood by other people. So his work is crucial. So when you are writing your novels now, are you conscious that there's also going to be an English-speaking audience? No. This, uh, well, uh, I'm glad to see that what I write and the topics, the subjects I want to develop uh, have an interest also for a lot of other people. This is very flattering. But when I write, it's my language, it's what I have to say, and it is already demanding like that, to be able to say what, what, what I want to say, to express my ideas with my language, because words, you know, in any language are always the same, and it is with these same words that we want, we writers, want to express our feelings. So, um, as a writer, you, you, you're an essayist as well. Um, what what brought you to writing fiction? When did you make that decision to start writing novels? Oh, it was not a decision. It was some kind of, uh, you know, blessing or malediction. <laughs> I always wrote. I never believed I could be published. I never, I was never sure of uh, the value of what I wrote. So only when I was 40, I tried to find a publisher. And uh, I found one that was very happy with me. So uh, how is, for you, how is writing a novel different to sitting down and writing every day for a newspaper? Well, writing a novel is uh, something where you need inspiration, but also discipline. I mean, yes, the... uh, you know, the uh, blessed artist that writes uh, under the uh, uh, push of uh, poetry is quite a romance, quite a myth. Then there's everyday work uh, and discipline. Uh, Inevitably, there must be in the creative process something that gives your writings more than just when I write essays. Essays require more preparation, documentation and study. Novels require more, you know, soul, poetry, spirit. Do you find it difficult to switch between the two? Uh, No, there are moments for uh, one and moments for the other. Uh, It depends. Um, I cannot stay a lot of time on my novels. I have to empty my mind to let it go, to uh, play with my dog, to go around, to uh, uh, 
not to think to anything. Mm. Uh, and, and this is some kind of exercise, I, I think. I'm not sure. It's a, just a technique I developed with experience. It is not planned. On the contrary, when I do my everyday work, uh, then there it's, uh, well, there's something I have to finish, something I have to prepare, and so it is more squared, more uh, easy to prepare and to do. Uh, so just one final question. Uh, what's one piece of advice you can offer to writers, particularly people who want to write novels? Well, um, believe in it. Don't do like I did. <laughs> Don't wait till I fo- you are 40, but believe in it and work seriously with it. And read a lot. Reading is the beginning of writing. That's excellent advice. Thank you very much, Diogo, uh, and enjoy the festival. Thank you. been listening to the team from the Australian Writers' Centre podcast on writers and writing. My name's Valerie Koo. You can find us online at writerscentre.com.au and discover details about our courses, seminars and popular online learning programs where we help students from all over the world. I'm author of the book Power Stories, the eight stories you must tell to build an epic business. And you can find out more on my personal website, ValerieKoo.com. That's Valerie, K-H-O-O.com. Thank you for listening.